Scripture reading for today is from the Gospel of Matthew, the second chapter, verses 1 through 12. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem saying, Go and search diligently for the child and when you have found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen as at its rising until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with, mother, his, with Mary his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. So again, good morning. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. We say all of that on this Sunday uh, in which we still are in the season of Christmas and we have come to the new year. I love the new year. I love beginnings and fresh starts and new goals and plans. At the beginning, we can dream and imagine and expect the fulfillment of all those hopes and longings we have. This is the time to write down our list of goals and plan how we are going to meet our objectives. Are you ready? No? I know some are hesitant to make new plans. Our usual experience of New Year's resolutions is that they are fairly meaningless and uh, usually unfulfilled. But I think that's because our New Year's resolutions are fairly superficial. You know, we tell ourselves uh, that we want to do things because we think we should do them. They're, they're not things that are really that important to us. Last year, my kids, they decided, okay, this year we're cutting out Coca-Cola and pizza from our diet. Yeah, how long did that last? <laughs> but you know, when I really examine my heart and identify what I really want and set that for my goal, in the long run, I discover that I have indeed 
received what I set my heart upon. I have found over the years that when it comes to what's really important to me and when I'm clear in my mind about what I want to achieve, God has been generous and has provided what I have asked. I've been blessed. At the same time, I also recognize that it is actually only in hindsight that I know this to be true. When I'm on the journey, headed toward the goal, and unable to see clearly how I am going to arrive at my destination, I am not at all certain that I will succeed. In fact, when I'm in the middle, I can, can imagine that I won't succeed, that, that I'm failing. This experience of being in the middle and not knowing how I will get to the end, how, I'll, how I will get to my goal, reminds me of the story of the other wise man. Do you know that story? It was written more than 100 years ago by an author named Henry Van Dyke. He called that fourth wise man by the name of Artaban. Artaban was planning to travel with those other wise men. We imagine that there are three because there were three gifts that were offered when they came to the baby Jesus. Artaban was planning to travel with Gaspar, Melchior, and Balthazar, all of the magi. They were seekers who sought to know the God of purity and believed that the star that they had seen was a sign from the divine spirit that a new king, one who was worthy to be served, was to be born. So they made plans to travel together to pay him their respect and to worship at his birth. All had prepared gifts for the new king. Artaban had sold all of his possessions in order to purchase three precious jewels that he would lay before the babe. Artaban was to meet his companions at a special place just west of the ancient city of Babylon. There they would gather and travel together across the desert towards Israel. He, coming from a separate home, had to travel at a rapid pace in order to meet them at the appointed time. So he pushed his horse harder and harder. He was afraid that he would miss his friends. They were to meet no later than midnight. The sun had set and he was traveling into the night. And as he approached the outskirts of the eastern side of the city, there was an oasis of date palms and his horse had to slow in order to slowly find its way among the grove. And the horse was one 
was the first one to notice that something was amiss. In fact, the horse came to a complete stop, sniffing at something on the ground. So Artabom dismounted to look and see what had captured his horse's attention. And there on the ground was a figure of a man. He was dressed like one of the Hebrews who still lived in the ancient city. But it appeared that the man was dead. Artaban said a silent prayer for this man and consigned him to God before standing to return to his journey. But as he stood, he heard a gasp and the man reached out and grasped his cloak. The other wise man looked back upon the man and realized he needed help. Artaban knew that if he stopped to help the man, he would miss his friends and miss the goal that he had set for himself. But he also knew that compassion was the greater good and that he could not leave. So he cared for the man, gave him food and water and made him comfortable. He mixed a potion from the medicines that he carried in his pouch and stayed with the man until he regained his strength. When the man was finally able to sit up and had come to himself, he discovered who Artaban was and what his goal was. And the old Hebrew said to the other wise man, I have nothing to give you in return for what you have done for me. Only this, I can tell you where the Messiah must be sought. For our prophets have said that he should be born not in Jerusalem, but in Bethlehem of Judea. May the Lord bring you safely to that place because you have had pity on the sick. Well, it was long past midnight when Artaban left the man and made his way to the meeting place. He did not reach it until morning had come and, as he feared, his companions had already left. Artaban returned to the city hoping that he could follow them across the desert once he had outfitted himself properly. It was not an easy journey. He had to use one of his gems to buy his supplies. And then he made his way to Bethlehem. He arrived weary but full of hope. He still had two of his gems to offer to the king. And so he searched the city for some sign of a new infant. But the city seemed strangely deserted. He went from house to house listening for the cry of a baby. Finally, he heard one. And he stopped at this humble dwelling. He did not find Mary, but he found a young mother hushing her baby to rest. And she told him of the three wise men who had appeared in the village just a few days earlier and how they had told of the star that guided them to the place where they met Joseph of Nazareth, who was lodging with his wife Mary 
and her newborn child. But the young mother said, the travelers disappeared again as suddenly as they had come. And the man of Nazareth took the babe and his wife and fled away that same night secretly. It was whispered that they were going far away to Egypt. Ever since then, there has been a spell upon the village. Something evil hangs over it. They say that the Roman soldiers are coming from Jerusalem to force a new tax on us, and the men have driven the flocks and herds far back into the hills. As she told her story, she prepared food for the stranger and made him feel at home. Suddenly there came the noise of wild confusion and uproar in the streets. There was shrieking and wailing and a clanging of swords. Desperate voices cried, the soldiers, the soldiers are killing our children. The young mother's face grew white with terror. She held her child close and crouched motionless in the darkest corner of the room, covering the baby with the folds of her robe, praying that he would not wake and cry. Artaban quickly went and stood in the doorway of the house. His royal bearing filled the opening, blocking any sight of the home within. The soldiers came hurrying down the street with bloody hands and dripping swords. At the sight of this stranger in his imposing dress, they, they hesitated with surprise. Artaban did not move, but he said in a low voice, I am alone in this place waiting to give this jewel to the wise captain who will leave me in peace. Well, the soldier didn't even hesitate. He grabbed the jewel and cried on to his men, March on, there is no child here. Artaban had one jewel left, but he continued his search. He traveled far and wide to Egypt, to Nazareth, to Jerusalem, and back again, searching for some sign of the family from Nazareth. He searched among the people of the dispersion. He saw hunger and famine, plague-stricken cities, imprisoned and enslaved. In all the morass of humanity, he found no one to worship, but many to help. He fed the hungry and clothed the naked, and healed the sick and comforted the captive. And his years went by swiftly. It seemed as if he had forgotten his quest. But no, he had not. He was older, much older, 33 years older, and he decided to try one more time to visit in Jerusalem to see if there was any sign of the king it was the season of the Passover. The city was teeming with strangers in many languages. But on this day, there, there was an agitation visible in the multitude, and the sky was dark and gloomy. 
Artaban had joined company with a group of people from his own country. They had come up to keep Passover. And he asked them, what's going on? Where are you going? We are going to the place called Golgotha. There's going to be an execution. Haven't you heard what has happened? Two famous robbers are to be crucified, and with them another, Jesus of Nazareth. He's done many wonderful works among the people, so they love him dearly, but the priests and the elders have said that he must die because he named himself the Son of God. And Pilate sent him to the cross because he said that he was king of the Jews. Artaban's heart began to beat quickly. Could it be that the one who was born so long ago in Bethlehem was the one who was being taken to the cross? He said to himself, could it be that my last gem could be a ransom for his life? So the old man followed the crowd, hopeful that he would finally be able to offer his gift. As the street narrowed between two walls, a, a troop of soldiers came down the street dragging a, a young girl with torn dress and matted hair. The once noble and stately magi, still priestly in his bearing, stepped to the side and looked at her with compassion. And suddenly she broke from the hands of her tormentors and threw herself at his feet. Have pity on me, she cried. Save me for the sake of the God of purity. I also am a daughter of the true religion which is taught by the Magi. My father was a merchant from Parthus. But he is dead, and I am seized for debts to be sold as a slave. Save me from this fate worse than death. Artaban trembled. It was the old conflict in his soul which had come to him in the palm grove of Babylon and in the humble home in Bethlehem. The conflict between the goal and the impulse of compassion the conflict between the gift he wanted to offer the king and the open-faced need before him right then. Artaban barely hesitated. He took the gem from his coat and laid it in the hand of the slave. This is your ransom, daughter. It is the last of my treasures which I kept for the king. While he spoke, the darkness of the sky thickened and shuddering tremors ran through the earth. The wall he stood by rocked back and forth and stones were loosened and crashed into the street. The soldiers fled in terror, but Artaban and the girl crouched helpless beneath the wall. One more lingering tremor shook the ground and a heavy tile fell and struck the old man on his temple. He lay breathless and pale on the ground. The girl crouched over him, afraid he was dead. 
Then she heard a sound, very small and still, like music from the distance, in which the notes are clear, but the words are lost. And the girl turned her head to see if someone had spoken, but she saw no one. The old man's lips began to move as if in answer. Clearly, he had heard the words, and she heard him say in her own language, Not so, my Lord. When did I see you? He stopped talking, and the sweet voice came again. And again the girl heard it, very faint and far away, but now it seemed as though she could hear the words too. And this is what she heard. Truly, I say to you, inasmuch as you have done it to the least of these, you have done it to me. Artaban had achieved his goal. He had offered his gifts to the king. The story of the other wise man, as I have shared with you this morning, is adapted from a rewrite of Van Dyke's original story. The original story is beautiful, and I wanted you to have it too. So you'll find copies of it on the table in the narthex as you leave. I hope you'll take one. It's a beautiful story. When I read it several weeks ago, I cried at the end. That's how much it touched me. It reminds me that we simply do not know the path that we are on and how it will lead us to our destination. We know we're on the journey. We know we have a commitment to worship and to serve the king, but we do not know exactly how we will do that, nor what service God will call us to each day or at any time. The good news is God in Christ is leading us by God's Holy Spirit. And as long as our commitment is to serve and to worship, we can trust without a doubt our goal will be fulfilled. Thanks be to God. Amen.